Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. To celebrate the madness of deadline day, our friends Fanbooks are giving listeners the chance to win £500. Simply log on to Fanbooks and predict the results of five big games this weekend. The best predictor will win the money. It's that easy. The win will be announced on Fanbooks and the podcast next week. And remember, there's also £1,500 to be won every single week on Fanbooks on their free predictor game. Go to bit.ly slash deadline comp. Chips are back on the menu at Carrington as Anderson leaves the club for Brazil. Is that a coincidence or not? This is the Redcast. Good evening, good day, wherever you are in the world. My name is David Collins, and yes, you are listening to Manchester United Redcast. I'm sitting in for Eddie Nesta, who is actually in Thailand at the moment, but he hasn't taken his wife or child, so I'm slightly worried what he's doing there. But don't worry if you're from Thailand. I'm pretty sure he's had a CRB check, so everything's fine. You can sleep well tonight. Today we will be talking about the transfer window, our game against Leicester, our FA Cup replay against Cambridge United. We'll also be talking about the birthday boy Adnan Yanazai, and there's another birthday boy as well, Ronaldo. He's been voted the greatest player in the Premiership. Is he the greatest player that's played for Manchester United? We'll be talking about those chips. We'll be talking about the anniversary of Munich as well, obviously. And Herrera, is he the new Kagawa? Joining me in the studio today, we have a Redcast virgin. It's Mark Vanderpump. How are you, Mark? I'm fine, thank you. And we always ask our new guests, I won't uh, give your age away, so you don't have to tell how long you've been supporting the club for, but this might give it away as well. Who's your greatest ever Manchester United player? Cantona. Eric Cantona. Now, Bobby, you've been on this for many years. Let me introduce you properly. It's our journalist from the Northwest. He's always standing under the statue of the Holy Trinity, keeping it nice and polished. Robert Meakin, how are you, sir? It's good, good to have you I'm back. Fine, thank you. Fine, right. yeah. So you've been on this podcast a long time, but let's refresh oh, this. Bobby Charlton was playing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> refresh us. Who is your greatest player of all time, Manchester? Brian Robson. Brian Robson. Well, I'll say just for, to, for clarity. In our ages, essentially. Yeah, mine was Brian <laughs> Robson as well. When I was at school, I used to buy New Balance trainers and football boots because I thought well, I was Mr. Brian yeah, Robson. But I also have a soft spot for... Uh, Brian McClare, the first player to score 20 goals in the league since Mr. George Best. So that's one shout yeah. out for Chucky there. I've also been told my, by my producers that I have to mention that Mark here is on the n- next series of um, Bev- Beverly Hills Housewives. Is this true? Can you explain this, please, oh. Mark? Uh, I do make a little cameo in that, but uh, more importantly, I'm on Vanderpump Rules. Ah, so are we going to see you kind of throwing glasses of Petrus in people's f- faces or hitting people <laughs> with high heels? Is it going to be anything like that? Um, not sure yet. <laughs> I have to invent uh, my position. Okay. Now, Robert, have you, have you, I've not seen you on the Real Housewives of Cheshire yet, have we? No, it, it, it's something I'm aiming for. There's still time. I think my, my career does need a boost, and I, I'd happily take it in that direction. I bet you would take it in that direction yeah. with some of those women on that programme. Anyway, let's get back to what we're really here for. We're going to talk about the football. But first of all, we're going to talk about the transfer window, because... Very strange transfer window, Robert, wasn't it? Uh, I think in general, I think the kind of bubbles burst on this January transfer window. But Manchester United, it was more about outs and ins, really. So let's talk about some of these. Uh, First of all, I mentioned him at the top of the show. Uh, Anderson, 
has had his contract ripped up and has joined Internationale on a four-year deal. It's actually worth £110,000 a month, and he also was able to have a £1.2 million signing-on fee. Robert, that's a player that... Um, I think Alex Ferguson's brother, Martin, scouted him and said he's better than Rooney. Um, What happened to Anderson? Well, it's right. And he he came with a huge billing. I remember reading an article from a very experienced uh, football writer at the time saying some people suggest in three years' time he was going to be the best player in the world or this sort of thing. And, And when he arrived... To be fair to Anderson, I remember being at Old Trafford and being quite impressed with him in, uh, early on. And I mean, he, he looked like, I always thought he had a look as a sort of, a style of sort of, and, and young Edgar Davids about him. He looked sort of hustle and bustle, good physicality. He, he really looked up for it. And then via injuries and then being dropped in a, a disappearing form, it just got worse and worse and worse. And I think I, I, I take no pleasure from it, really. I think it's just a very a sad waste. of probably was a talent there, but I think it disappeared several years ago, and it, it's been embarrassing over the last, uh, in, in more, more recently. Yeah, well, Mark, he was known as the Colonel, wasn't he, because he had a love of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's a player that uh, you know, suffered, didn't he? he? He said he was injuries-prone, and that's why he wasn't being able to... Garner a place in a team full time. His greatest moment was probably scoring a penalty in a Champions League final in Russia. Um, a waste of a career, really, do you think? Uh, I'd liked him initially because I felt he was uh, strong, big, mm. big lad. Um, and that's what we need in midfield. Yeah. Um, it was sad. What about uh, Wilfred Zaha? I mean, that's, that's money, isn't it? Um, what a loss of money that is. That's a, a guy who played 30 minutes of Premier League football. Um, not a great return there, Mark. What do you think of that one? Um, I'd love to know the truth of uh, what was going on with all the rumours and everything else with uh, Mr Moyes. Yeah, Bobby, what do, you, do you think there's more to this than meets the eye? Or do you think he's just a, a, a bad buy and in a season where no, Moyes... I mean, it's, I mean, again, you know, Ferguson was obviously yeah, was, was taken with and they spent a good deal of money on him and he was never really given much of a run-out, was he, in truth? So mm-hmm. you do think that behind the scenes... You have to think that they, they, they weren't happy with him or with his attitude or whatever because it doesn't quite make sense that he was, he was barely really given a kick before he was shunted out again on loan. Uh, Van Hall, I think, let, let him have a run out very briefly on the American tour. It has been pretty much curtains for him. So, no, it does, it's got a distinct whiff of something else. Yeah, there's more outs and outs. Uh, obviously, there was only a couple of ins, really, or one in, a couple of ins, really, but... I think we've got some younger players like Jesse Lingard and Sadie yeah. Janko that are really well thought of in the under-21s. They've gone out on loan. Uh, and Marnik Vermaal has joined Sheffield Wednesday on a three-and-a-half-year deal. I think the team that actually went out and played against MK Dons in the League Cup, most of them don't actually play for Manchester United anymore, apart from, I think, Nick Powell and Sadie <laughs> Janko. I mean, I think that tells you something, doesn't it? But let's talk about Darren Fletcher. Came to the club when he was 15 years of age. Um, if anyone can grab hold of a Thursday um, edition of the Evening Standard in London or get it online, Paul Scholes actually writes uh, a very good article about him and, and praises him highly and says he came to the club when he was 15 um, and fitted him really well. And he said no one gets a free ride at United. He was very mobile, got around the pitch really well and was a team player and always the team came first. Um, a, a man who suffered serious illness and... It's been very difficult for him to come back, but uh, Mark, would you wish you'd definitely wish someone like that the best, wouldn't you? I'd wish him the best, but I never felt he was strong enough for us. I mean, uh, he never, um, I mean, he's, he never 
was the mainstay of the team, but that season when we w- went to the Champions League, and he was picked constantly, wasn't he? And um, missed out on the final, didn't he? Got the, a yellow card against the Ars- Arsenal, and that was. I reckon he was a, a good part of that team. Then, what do you what do you think, Robert? Do you think um, he's a, he was a good part of the United team, or really just a part of a bigger, a bigger, you know, a bigger machine? No, he's a sort of player I think all all top teams need. He was totally unselfish. He was intelligent. He wasn't obviously the flash player of the team, but he was the engine room. He, he covered a lot of ground, made a lot of tackles, provided a platform for the flair players to flourish. And to be honest, and we've, we've missed a player like that in recent times. We've had you know, Owen Hargreaves did a similar job for us briefly. Obviously, Darren was never in the, the class of someone like a Roy Keane or a Brian Robson, but he did, I think, for a couple of years, fulfil that role really, really well before the illness got him. So just wish him all the very best because I think you don't hear anyone say a bad word for him. Yeah, and I think to stay at a club for 15 years, you've got to have done something right. Anyway, let's, yeah. let's move on and let's talk about games. Um, Leicester... Obviously, that was a quite unbelievable result earlier on in the year. Um, we've managed to turn it round slightly and we come back um, on Saturday. We take them on Mark at Old Trafford and we win 3-1. I'd say the first half was probably some of the best football we played for a while. Um, we played with a back four, didn't we? Um, there was a lot of talk on, on the podcast, on the Redcast, a lot about formations, but it seemed to be... You know, we seem to be piling on the pressure and the goals came. Uh, and uh, what was your, you were at the game as well. What was your overall overriding thoughts on the game? I was there. Um, I loved the first half. I thought we were incredibly dynamic. We were adjusting the play to suit the conditions all the time. Um, it, it was exciting football to watch, the first half. Yeah. Uh, the second half, we just sat back a bit. Yeah. Robert, what do you think happened in the second half? Do you think it was more uh, being cautious because of what happened uh, in the previous game, or has come in because there's been a lot more pragmatism in United since that nightmare at Leicester City, you know, those few months back. So I mean, to, to be to be that far ahead early on, I do think there was, it was a case of just making sure there were no blunders here. Yeah, I think mean, it's a, a, obviously a good performance, and we obviously needed goals because we har- hardly haven't scored many goals recently. And it's great, so. Falcao, Falcao and Van Persie both scored, which is good news because we know both of them. Yeah, we've been misfiring slightly, so I thought that that was just very, very encouraging, and it's important for us that both those men are firing on all cylinders over the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Carrick out for a number of weeks, and um, oh, yeah. Mark Daly Blin came back into the team and performed really well as well, didn't he? Daly Blin looked amazing. Yeah, I mean, you you like him as well, don't you, Robert? I think I talked about Fletcher before. Blint is basically. Our, our version of, of Fletcher now, possibly a better footballer as well, admittedly. But that's just the sort of player I was talking about. Intelligent, selfless. You know, he, and he, 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 can, he can play in a couple of you know, key positions. And I think he's going to be a very important player for us over the, over the, you know, for the rest of the season and, and well beyond. He's, he's, got, I mean, he's, got, he's very, very creative as well as being a good sort of combative player. And uh, I, I still think we need someone next to him in midfield. He's equally combative, to be honest, to give us the right platform. But I think Blint is good news. Yeah, well, we, we didn't get anyone of any note in the transfer window, and I yeah. guess that's because there wasn't anyone available, so why waste the money? Yeah, looks like the Strootman thing's probably Strootman gone now as well. Addition, but maybe in the summer. Well, I think that's gone now because he's, he's had another knee injury, so that could be ongoing, couldn't right. it? Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, let's, go to back, let's go to the Cambridge uh, replay. Obviously, we've, we saw the original game, and it's come out, and, and LVG's been, he's been um, charged by the FA for implying bias. After the first game against Cambridge, when he was talking about, well, 
when the weather's against us, the pitch is against us, the supporters against us. And when the referee was mentioned, he said, and the referee, and when they tried to ask him, he said, well, I can't talk about referees. But the, the FA in their wisdom have come out again. And um, yeah, they want to, they're looking to find people, aren't they? And you, know, you can't really say anything anymore, can you, Mark? <laughs> you have to be so careful. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a mad situation. And you know what, Robert, as well, what winds me up about the uh, BBC, I'm not the BBC, well, not, well, maybe the BBC, but the yeah. FA is... Yeah, um, it, the BBC yeah I'll do well, that though. afterwards. That, I'll do that in the next part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, the FA remind me of traffic wardens or council traffic wardens. They, they've, they've got no power left, the FA, because the Premier League is so big that all yeah. they can do is just give out willy-nilly fines. That's, the only, that's all they're good for these days. And I don't have the exact stat, but apparently in the last three years, they've made so much money in fines. They need it for their revenue. It's absolutely ridiculous. So um, you'll probably yeah. get fined for saying well, the, FA, the FA Cup, as we well know. I mean, I, I was listening to an interesting program on, on the other day. Desperately needs a new sponsor. The whole thing. I mean, they're not. I mean, the, the, I mean, I, maybe we can talk about this later, but I do worry for the FA Cup still as, as, a, as a, I don't like to call it a brand, but mm. that's, I suppose, what it really is. It's, it's, it's still got it's, it's got a faded glory at the moment, and I'm, I hope, I'm hoping it can have quite a revamp. Yeah, well, with us winning it, that might be a good start. Well, that would be a good start because we haven't won it for such a long time. And, yeah. you know, we went about it the right way, I think, on on Tuesday night, um, as expected, you know, we had 89.9% pass accuracy in the first half, and you would expect that against a Cambridge team. But, oh, my goodness me, it could have been so different, couldn't it, Mark, after the first minute when they went through and hit the post? Well, we like to play with fire. Yeah, it was, um, it was, that was a scary moment, wasn't it? And um, unfortunately, that's been a trait of United this season, you know, giving away opportunities. And luckily, you know, League One side this time wasn't able to do it. But, Robert, overall, again... Uh, a pretty good performance. We actually played with three centre-backs, or four centre-backs at the back this week. And I think yeah. a standout one was um, young Paddy McNair, who's just signed a new contract. I think he played very well, didn't he, Robert? But yeah, that's good. It's encouraging as well. McNair is still raw, and he's going to have his ups and his downs, I'm sure. But I'm glad, I'm glad that he's been able to cement his position in the squad and has got a contract, because we well know... We're not. Yeah, there's a number of uh, unconvincing uh, members of the United defence presently who you, you'd wonder what, what sort of futures they've got. But I'm glad that the coaching staff have seen enough in, in McNair to, to give him to give him his chance. And he's saying about the, the, the defensive formation. I noticed that Johnny Evans was saying that yeah, they are working really hard still, uh, getting used to playing different formations for different matches. His argument being that while it's tough now. In, you know, few months. I hope it's only just a few months down the line. It's going to it's going to benefit United for playing different teams and being a lot more adaptable. At the moment, of course, it can drive us mad seeing the, the, the changes. But there could be method to madness. I really hope there is. And then uh, Fellaini was played as basically an old-fashioned number nine again on Tuesday, wasn't he? Um, to kind of combat, I don't know, because they're all bigger, bigger side as well, Mark. It's not, it's, it's not going to be Fellaini's position going forward when you see a sullen Falcao sitting on the bench wondering why, again, he's not getting a chance to play in this team. Well, I think you have to throw strength at a match like that. Mm. You know, you're playing against some big guys who aren't particularly talented, and uh, the, 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 the Fellaini route is... It's good. He's almost disposable in that situation. Yeah, let's, let's get some news. and um, Let's talk about some birthdays today, actually, because we're talking about Adnan Yanazai, 20 today. This is Thursday wow. when this is pre-recorded. Um, 20 years of age, really 
we don't know what the situation is going to be with him in the future. There's there's talk of a possible swap deal at the end of the season with P- PSG with Marquinho and then with Seamus Coleman at Everton. So it's up in the air, but he's been getting getting a chance recently, is he, Robert? And I read something today he was saying, is is Adnan like Rooney? Is he like Cruyff? Is he like someone else? I mean, he's, and I know he's even finding it quite difficult to play in this new system set up by Louis van Gaal, isn't he, Rob? He certainly is, but I think it really it would come back to haunt us, I fear, big time if we did let him go as part of any sort of exchange deal. I know it's been a tricky few months for him, but he's absolute class, and I think you're yeah, given with enough confidence, with a bit of luck along the way as well. I think he could be a fantastic player for us for many, many years. So I really hope the United are looking after him properly and don't do something rash. Your, your, what are your feelings on him? Um, he was playing right in front of me for the first half, mm. and uh, I remember watching him when he first came and thinking, "This guy's too frail to play on the team." He was getting knocked from below the post, and everybody was sort of picking on him, just running into him. Yeah, um, but he's really bulked up. I was really impressed on how much stronger he looked yeah. at the weekend. Yeah. I, I hope we keep him as well because we don't want another Pogba situation, do we? That, that would be that yeah. would be a difficult one. Another tricky winger who's has 30th birthday today, actually, is Cristiano Ronaldo. Can you believe Cristiano Ronaldo is 30 years of age? They, they kind of say when you get to that age, you kind of uh, your your skills drop off. I can't see that. What a player he has been! Um, like I said on the opening, uh, voted the best Premier League player of all time. Um, I mean. He's got to be getting close, isn't he, to being one of the all-time Manchester United greats, Robert? Oh, completely. No, no question. And if, if we were just talking about Yanazai before, and I remember mm. the mockery a teenage Ronaldo received in this country. Remember all the step-overs? Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. sort of, and I think it was a Frank Skinner, uh, comedian, Peter, our overseas listeners, who was really sending him up during a World Cup. And I'm joking about how ineffectual he was and all the rest of it. So, you know, that's just proof that, you know, what a player can turn into with raw talent. Ronaldo is the ultimate example. And, yeah, he is one of the greatest ever players to wear a Manchester United shirt. I think you would struggle not to put him in the, 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 the greatest United eleven. to be honest. You'd definitely have to get in that team. And I think he was definitely wouldn't have been a player that would have been accused of being overweight. But uh, David Moyes <laughs> banned chips because he said there was a number of players overweight. And I think one of them we've already spoken about has gone to Brazil. So that's goodbye, Mr. Chips. But, I mean, hopefully the chips are back on the menu now. I'm trying to think of what other players could have, would have been overweight or whether Moyes was just, you know, he's trying to pick on a reason why um, you know, the team didn't work under him, Mark. Do you, do you think that there's no problem with the chips? Is there really? Uh, listen, at that level, nobody's overweight, are they? Anderson yeah. might have looked it, but I doubt if he was. I think he was just incredibly stocky. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And uh, more news, I mean, Angel Di Maria, it's quite scary, actually. His house was, there was an attempted burglary on his house last week. Um, people, they tried to smash down the patio doors while him and his family were um, in there watching telly. So that's two scary things that's happened to Angel Di Maria in one week. That, and also it snowed. So he's probably not seen that for a long time as well. So that must have been scary. But now, Robert, he actually has got a bodyguard walking around Manchester to go out of his family. It can't be very nice when you're trying to settle in to a new club, a new country, a new town, and no, these kind of things hor- happen. It's horrible. And, and I'm afraid just the only live, obviously, down the road from where I live. I mean, it's a, it's a popular area of North Cheshire, and most of the players are based, and the horrible reality is occasionally it does get targeted for obvious reasons. Yeah, not nice. Now, also, in the, I talked uh, in the opening, and I mentioned very off the cuff, is Herrera the new Kagawa? 
Now, personally speaking, I think Herrera's a fantastic player. I really think he's got, he's got he's dynamic, he gets around the pitch, he's not scared of a tackle, he can score a goal. He's cute, he's cleverer, you know, he's a very good player. And I think a lot of Manchester United players, supporters feel the same. Um, Mark, do you think he's just a victim of the way that the team is being set up at the moment under Van Howell? Do you think there's something more to it? I think he's going to be amazing. I think it's very unfair to compare him to Kagawa. Um, well, Kagawa. in the point that Kagawa was, a, was a f- fans like Kagawa as well, and didn't, they wondered why he wasn't getting a chance as well. Yeah. I mean, Kagawa showed amazing promise before he came to us, but then yeah. I don't think he delivered particularly. But um, I think Herrera's looking very good initially. What do you feel, Robert, about Herrera? Do you hope that he'll get a chance, or do you think he will always he might be on the periphery for a while to come? I really do. I really like him. I think he's... he's He's got great technique. He's starting to prove he's got goals in him as well. I think I was reading the stat actually when he's, he's had seven starts, I think, and the, I think there's three goals in that. Mm. Yes, right, yeah. So it's, it's pretty. Uh, I've got, now I like him. He's a great pass for the ball, great reader of the game. I think the way we're, we're, we're set up, it's hard to imagine, I think, to imagine the idea of, of Mata, Rooney, and Herrera all being in the same team. And I think that's, that, that makes, makes it difficult for him. Matter, again, who divides opinion a bit, has, 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 got, has had quite a few goals in him, to be fair, and is, is proving difficult to dislodge. And, but I do hope that uh, we, we stick with Herrera. And I, 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 think, I think he could emerge as a, a first-team regular, certainly. I think he's got all the quality to do it, as the more attacking, creative midfielder, alongside one or two more uh, muscular figures you know, protecting him. So you should follow us on Twitter and give us a tweet at United Redcast if you have any comments on what we've been talking about tonight. Do you think Herrera should get a chance? Are you glad that Mr Chips has gone back to Brazil? And anything else you'd like to talk about? Also, simply log on to fan books and predict the results of five big games this weekend. Spurs, Arsenal, QPR, Southampton, Everton, Liverpool, West Ham, United and Watford, Black. Burn. The best predictor will net themselves a cool £500. That's that easy. The win will be announced on Fans Books and the podcast next week. And remember, there is also a £1,500 to be won every single week on Fans Books on their free predictor game. So sign up now. Sign up at bit.ly forward slash FBZ deadline day. That's it from me. Now, also, let's talk about FA Cup because obviously we got through. You know, we beat that mighty team from League One. We got there twice. It took us two times, but we got there. Now we go to Preston. So, so it's going to be a tough game, isn't it, Mark? These games are going to be tough. Um, but I'll tell you what, because of the teams that have been knocked out, you, you can see it kind of opening up for United. And there, there is a real chance for us to, you know, to get to the final, isn't there, this year? It's got to be United-Arsenal, isn't it? Do you think that would it be? Because I've got a feeling it's going to be Manchester United-Liverpool, simply because it's Steven Gerrard's last game for Liverpool <laughs> until he, when he leaves to America. So I want him to fall on his backside in the FA Cup final. Robert, what do you, do you think, on all seriousness, it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity for United to get to the final, isn't it? It certainly is. I mean, I, I was there the last time they won it. Wembley in 2004 suddenly they lost to Arsenal the following year in the penalty shootout and to Chelsea subsequently so we, we're, we're due a win you know we're, we're, we're historically the great FA Cup side along with Arsenal and we, of course we've got a real chance and the idea of a Manchester United Liverpool final a Manchester United Arsenal final mm. would be brilliant as well and I think the FA Cup needs that by the way this year it needs a big final like that, yeah, yeah, because it's to been help, to help it to help its reputation. That's so right. uh, really, think, but no, we've got a heck of a chance. Of course, we haven't. Van Hal is right to talk up 
our chances as well because he's given the he's giving the fans a bit of optimism because it's not been a straightforward time for United supporters and, it, and and I think people appreciate hearing him sound so buoyant and confident. It's a bit of politics from him, I think, saying bet on us. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's get on to this game that's coming up on the weekend. And I think a very tough away game, West Ham mm. away. I mean, even with a team under Ferguson, you know, flying, it's a difficult place to go. Um, and also, West Ham are not, norm, they're normally in the bottom part of the table, but still give us a hard game. But now they're pushing. You're actually pushing with us to get in the top four. Um, they've got a stronger team. They've got a powerful forward line, a strong midfield. It's going to be a tough, a tough game. And... Um, what do you think about this game coming up, Mark? Is it, is, are, you, are you nervy about it? We have not performed too great away from home, have we? It's a stumbling block, but I mean, I love going to West Ham and watching that match. I've seen it loads of times. Yeah, that's a scary it's place to go in the evening. I can, I've been a few night games there, and you know, it's a scary place to go. Mm. Um, Robert, uh, what are uh, you saying about the charming people of East London? What yeah, are you suggesting? Of course, um, Robert. It's a you know, it's a very difficult game, isn't it? I mean, we've managed to get back into third place because uh, Southampton stumbled, and you know, we're not that many points behind Manchester City now, is there? So, really. There, there is a real opportunity still. I know there are some pundits that still have, they're still not sold on whether it's going to be Chelsea 1 and City 2. Um, mm. it's, it's very difficult, isn't it, to, to predict what's, what's going to happen, what team United is going to play, because he seems to change it from week to week. Um, yeah. why, why don't you give us, before we go, uh, a prediction on this game? I'm afraid to say I think United will draw at West Ham. I yeah. don't think, I just, I'm, I'm not convinced enough. West Ham are a, a decent, organised outfit. I'm not, I'm just not convinced at the moment. We, I've just got a feeling we, it will be even Stevens. I can see it's like a one-all. Okay, you're going one-all. I mean, I'm kind of... But a cowardly, cowardly yeah, prediction, but that's my gut feeling. I'm going to, I've got um, splinters in my backside as well, because, you know, it's a tough place to go. And I think, I think a draw could be on the offing as well. I'd love to see us win it. I really would. But I'm going to go 2-2. Mark's shaking his head. I'm absolutely going totally optimistic and I'm going at least three for us. That's, you know, that's what I like to see. Is this, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, thank goodness. Thank goodness there's someone with proper optimism. I know. That's what happens, Mark, when you're on this every week and if things are going wrong. You just, you, instead of just saying every week, we're going to win 4-0 and we don't, we just suddenly you're going back saying it might be a draw. I'm not going to say we're going to win 3-0, but I'm, there's plenty of goals in it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful of that as well. I think um, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for us to uh, you know, push on and get the extra points in the bag, isn't it? What do you think of that, Robert? Do you think, are you, do you, you're hoping for a win, aren't you? I know you are. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think uh, I, I really, uh, they've got a, obviously got a very good chance of winning. Yeah. And uh, as you say, it's, getting, it's tightening up at the top. I'd it love it. You know, only five points behind City currently. And the, the run of games we've got, yeah, there, are, there is a real opportunity to pick up points. Yeah. But, my, as I say, my, my, my hunch is it's West Ham United, very tough place to go. It's the best West Ham team has been in recent memory, really, isn't it? And mm, yeah, that's why I think it's, it's going to be a tough day at the office for us. But everything crossed, we can nick it. And uh, yeah, because it's, uh, it's very tight just below us as well. We know yeah, with, with Southampton there, Arsenal there, Liverpool, Tottenham, none of them are far away. And yeah, cause, you know, that, that, that sort of top four situation can very quickly change. So we need to keep the momentum. Well, thank you very much, Robert, for joining us all the way from Manchester by the all wall the in the Game of Thrones yeah. in the cold. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to speak to you again and we'll speak to you soon. And our virgin, Mark Vanderpump, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for having me. I hope me. you've enjoyed yourself. Yes. And always don't remember, it's not over until the fat fallback sings. Come on, United. 
Social Podcast Network.